Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. We hope you're well. We want to remind you to like, subscribe, share. Subscribing only takes an email address and less than five minutes of your time. Check out our website, thehardystreetboys.com. And if you're feeling generous, you can support us on Patreon. What's Patreon, Jamie? Patreon. It's an app as well as a website that you can use to support us and all your other content creators out there. Uh, for a small fee each month, you can get behind-the-scenes footage or early access to our episodes. So, yeah, please consider becoming a patron. $3 a month for the early access, $5 a month for behind the scenes, how we write songs, how we come up with bits. Uh, and if you just really want to support us and help keep the show going, we appreciate it. But subscribing really helps us the most. Uh, today we have a big jam-packed episode. We actually went to see another cabin at Longleaf Piney Resort, Shangri-La. Shangri-La. That's fun to say, isn't it? It is, but also... All of the cool little huts and tiny houses and cabins out there are cool, and you should all go check them out. Send your friends. Hey, you're coming into town? I got the perfect place for you to stay. Longleaf Piney Resort. And we have RJ Townsend of Champion Over Everything podcast. It's it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Let's, let's just go ahead and start the episode. Now. 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 Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Just start it. it. Just start it. Go. Hardest Street Boys. Hardest Street Boys. Hardest Street Boys. It's the Hardest Street Boys. Like and subscribe. That's good. We haven't done that in a while. We haven't done the fake start in a while. Now. So. <laughs> it starts now. It starts now. Right now. It started. Um. Yeah, man. So I had a, a big week. It, it wasn't as busy as the, the previous week, but was still there's still a lot going on with Hattiesburg. We actually ran into uh, so as some old friends at El Rio, and they're saying, man, like, how do you keep up with all of the events in Hattiesburg? There's like, a lot. It's a lot to... There's a lot of stuff going on. Because it feels like it's a it's a city. It feels like a small town. So because it feels like a small town, you think, well, I should know everything that's going on. Yeah. But it's big enough to where that's impossible to do. There's a lot. You know? There's a lot going on. There's it's hard to keep up with all the the events. But uh like I went to I went to El Rio, right? And then I saw Thomas Jackson playing there. They got live music yeah. at El Rio now, which I think On the patio? Uh it's inside under the steer. Under oh, cool. the big bull, under the horns, bro. Very cool. Right by the bar. Yeah. Uh, I sat at the bar and and uh, had dinner and had the uh, skirt steak fajitas. Man, the skirt Dude. steak over there. But you're saying fajitas. I've never had the fajitas. I haven't had the fajitas awesome. yet. And uh, oh man, it was yeah. Just yeah, I could cut through it with a butter knife. That's awesome. It was stupid. Yeah. It was really good. Had the strawberry basil uh, margarita. One of my favorites and, now, that and the uh, the blood orange. Do you do sugar on the rim or salt on the rim? I don't know. I, I just get it however it, take, however it comes. Probably salt. You can ask for sugar, too, okay. if you got more of a sweet tooth. Well, you know. So I'm trying to watch my sugar, but hey, I'm just whatever, saying, for know. the people out there, there's options. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love their, those number 10 can nachos. Mm -hmm. I know it might seem, I don't know, just the textures and the layering. It's all. It's there, man. Yeah, the pageantry when you order it. Too, yeah, you know, certainly hold the plate down, yeah. let them lift it up. Yeah, go time. But it's cool. It was cool getting to see Thomas, another guy that man. We got to get him on the show. Like, yeah, TJ, musician, the man. artist, comic dude, book dude, creator, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He and, he gave yeah. me a ride to Thanksgiving. I know that sounds crazy. It's like a whole story <laughs> in itself. I could tell the story whenever we have him on. But yeah. the guy <laughs> gave me a ride when I needed a ride. That's awesome, man. He's a. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was super nice and, you know, came up and go, hey, are you that guy from that 
that podcast that show? <laughs> that are you show? on that show yeah he was he jokingly said i was the funny one which is not true at all but it was just funny you know yeah don't get mad look i knew you were gonna take it personally he was joking he says he's saying you're the funny one by saying i was the funny one oh, okay or maybe we were just both funny i don't know who knows but it's cool yeah he it's, he he's one of those guys too that like uh I love that it that's happening in Midtown. You see that downtown a lot, right? Yeah. Where he's got his setup, he's got his album, he's got an LP that's available. And probably some out. artwork, right? Art, well, yeah, I think he did have a little bit. It was mostly just uh, his music, though. Okay. Which is crazy. He could put out tons of artwork if he yeah. wanted to when he's playing. He is such an artist. But he's like, he's a guy, sh- he shows up, he plays at your place, he's got an album, he's got a, re- a vinyl record for you to buy. Not just somebody who's going to come play covers. He's got original, nothing against people who play covers. Don't at me, okay? But this guy, this guy is the real deal. He's actually doing it. Um, and I like that Orio is doing live music now, too. Yeah. And just somewhere else for musicians exactly. to showcase their talents. Play some music somewhere, please. And that's the thing, man. I think the perception from non-musicians towards musicians is sometimes like what do you what do you do because it's not a it's not a typical nine to five your hours are just different like when everyone else is hanging out you're working that's it so you kind of tend to think musicians just hang out and that's not the case at all and uh man i just think it's i think it's really cool that uh we have such a rich tapestry of local musicians who uh who are really doing it and some you know thomas is one who Good. It's a testament to him. He really has it together. It yeah. was cool to see that because I'm just like I'm just eating a dinner. You know, I'm not looking for anything crazy. And then, dude, I got I was dude. I was kind of in my feels when I when I when I saw all that. I was like, dude, this is there's a lot of care and, and attention to detail that goes into to what a lot of people I think would probably just they would probably wouldn't think about it. So when you see local artists, man, tip yeah. them, appreciate you it. You know, they tip on they do Venmo now if you don't yeah. have cash, like hook them up. I uh. I I had a nice little dinner uh, over at Hattie's Burgers and Blues this past week. Nice, I love that. And place. Alan Mann was playing. Mm-hmm. Love, you know, I, lo- I just love it, man. Alan Mann, one of the, another one of the nicest people you ever meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, great musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say live music where you can, man. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. He's got a great voice. Yeah, he's got a great voice. And he's a great actor too, man. He's been in some stuff. You know, he was in like American Horror Story. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. Like no. Alan Mann is kind of how. I learned about local casting companies in New Orleans and things like that. Really? But yeah, I'll have to hook you up with that. Yeah, I was about to say, I need to call him right now. Yeah. Dang. I'll get you hooked up. Dude, that's that's so Make cool. sure you put some headshots and not your uh, <laughs> whatever those were. Bro, that's glamour shots, and me and Jesse had a good time, so yeah. whatever. Hey, I'm not knocking it. I'm just I, saying. That's my profile You went a, a little bit above the, you know, what they. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what actors do. I've never yeah. done any of this. I, dude, I, uh, well. I'm going gray now. I went, yeah. you know, I got I got touched up from Lakin, and then I was about to shave my head, and then I was going to ask. And Chelsea was like, "No, no, no, don't do that. We'll just cut it short, and then you can grow out the gray." But I'm, dude, I'm going gray. You're going gray. I'm going go, well silver. Yeah. And I'm just I'm accepting that I'm getting older, and uh, I'm now ready to go, you know, to enter into my daddy face. You know. Okay. I'm no longer a, a child. It's time to. Uh, Okay. Time to be uh, big self. I don't bro. know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I went and got my hair did this week by yeah. Lakin Steins mm-hmm. at Straight Edge Barbershop. Lovely. Uh, you know, I think she might be moving shops, but, you know, that's a story for another time. Mm-hmm. But. No, always... elaborate on it right now. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, but it's always nice. I don't know. I, I don't think about it as much as probably you do, but, you know, always nice to get touched up. Yeah. 
She well, does a great job. She she attention to detail, man. That's uh that's crucial. I don't you know I I, I like a I like my haircut should take some time. Yeah, it shouldn't be a quick one. I want to say it's interesting that I I used to go to see a friend of mine, uh, and I go to a salon, but the booking of how I would get my appointments was usually via text message, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't get a response for a couple of days, and then I think talking with you and another friend, J C Diaz, mm-hmm. we're like you should check out this app for your phone called Booksy. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it turned me on to one barber who ended up moving away, but uh, opened me up to the barbershop style. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that that app was so easy to book an appointment with yeah, uh, kind of uh, changed the game for me. It's very convenient. Yeah, shout out to JC Diaz, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that's, uh, yeah that's, that's crucial, man. It makes it, makes it really easy. And uh, yeah, also went to, I'm almost forgetting this, went to SoPro. Yeah, had a block party. The block the, party. The tap room's still under construction. It was really cool. Got to um, shoot a couple of things and and uh, hope to put that out soon. But uh, doing like one sip taste test with old Ben Green. Yeah, I'm gonna I want to s- see it. I'm gonna start doing that a little. You know, hopefully start doing that with like customers and making that a try and make that a tradition for release days and stuff. Yeah. But it was really fun to hang out outside and uh, saw, saw Chef Nafki. Man, he was uh, cooking pizzas in the truck. That's awesome. It was that pizza was fire, dude. It was what kind of so pizza good. was it? I got the the meats, so like a meat lovers. I love that's, it. that's always my go to. Yeah, a lot dude, of protein. A lot of protein. Yeah, I'm not a vegan like uh, like, like Ed thought- like Ed from Pyro's Pizza was trying to make me out to be, but for legal well, reasons, you know. we had to say I was vegan. Whatever, well, whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> I love it. But uh, yeah, it was dude. It was a fun. It was fun hang, but it was cool getting to go on a tour. Walking in through the loading dock like the olden days. Oh wow! You know, so it kind of it was really nostalgic going like because when they first started, you know, you had yeah. those wood tokens. You couldn't oh, actually charge I still for have beer because of the law. SoPro bucks somewhere. Oh I'm really? Sure. Oh yeah. Oh, I, we need one up I, like on our on our yeah. table for sure. If oh you yeah. Have one. Yeah. So that was so cool. It just it just kind of reminded me of old times that 2012, 13, like. Like that was a that was a time, dude. That yeah. was a really bright, the ever time. evolving brewery, man. It's it's very cool. I can't wait to see when they finish this uh, kitchen. Oh my gosh, add-on. they full restaurant. Nafi yeah. was telling me about some of the like he wants to do some sandwiches. Like he described them, and I'm going like, okay, that's going to be an epic food with friends when y'all go. I hope so. It's going to be sick. So uh, super excited for all the moves they're making. And the block party was fun. He had live music. Jack Marshall. Yeah. Uh, Brad actually DJed. Yeah. Um, DJ what, Lamont looked. McLeod. McLeod, yep. Uh, DJ Milkstash. DJ Milkstash was there. Erica, she yeah. she was playing some man. She was playing like some some oldies and it, like she played Shania Twain. I love it. And everyone loved it. Of course. And everyone's kind of like, wait, we're allowed to like this, right? Let's go, girls. It, yep. 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 I mean, I'm I yeah. dance to it. I yeah. love Shania Twain. Shania yeah. Twain can get it. I dude. actually had some friends who were out in Vegas and they went and saw Shania like recently. Yeah. This was like yeah. Yeah. So. I'm kind of jealous. Actually, friends of the show, Lindsay Massey was out there. I saw her post on Instagram. They were at the Shania show in Vegas. Really? So everybody went, apparently. We uh, didn't get the the memo. Apparently. Next no. time. Maybe next time. If you're going to a Shania show yeah. and you think Drew wouldn't appreciate that, or Jamie, yeah, I'll you're go. mistaken. Y'all know me. I would. Come on. I, I love I'll go. I, I don't know Shania. any of the words, but I mean, I'd watch. Oh. So anyway. <laughs> um. While you were at the block party, I actually got to get over to Town Square Park for a little bit of the food truck February. Mm-hmm. They've been doing some food trucks out at Town Square on Saturdays. It's just, 
you know, I got off work, got to go over and uh, enjoy a nice little uh, meal in the park. Uh, friend of the show, one man show, C.C. Charles Carter yeah, man, was him. performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Kyle Bass was there with the Art of Rue food truck. Dominic Hardy with Southern Wangs. Mm-hmm. The underdogs were there with their uh, hot dogs and sausage dogs. Mm-hmm. Also with the Dragon Wagon and Cassie con- Concessions. Mm-hmm. Cheesecake on a stick. Hey, what? Yeah. That's that's why I love America. Yeah. We, it's funny you say that. That's exactly like the, the comment that I was like, this is America. Yeah. That's you freedom. Know, nothing like chocolate-dipped cheesecake on a stick. That's freedom on a stick. That's freedom. You eat that, you taste liberty. It is right. Man. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a Ron Swanson dessert. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that dude, this past weekend was killer. I'm really excited about the next weekend, though. You have Hattiesburg Mardi Gras. Hey You had the Cyrus Parade. It's coming up. Okay, so I'm a big Midtown guy. Everybody knows it. You know it. You know it. You know it. They know it. Everybody knows I'm a big Midtown guy. And, Every- and if anybody tells you I'm not a big Midtown guy, you better correct them. Yeah. Don't let it slide. Yeah. So they're having the Cyrus Parade that goes down like Hardy Street and, and yeah. goes through Midtown. But it starts like on campus on that mm-hmm. frontage road, and then it turns down Hardy, and then yeah. it goes up 38. So it's a great, great time to be in Midtown. And uh, dude, Southern Bancorp Bank is yeah. having like a huge. They're having a jazz band play. I think it's actually Jack Marshall's group. Oh really? Uh, they're having vendors. They got food trucks out there. Like it's gonna be. It's the pregame spot. So it's in that the district. Okay. Uh, it's right by Rock and Roll Sushi. Oh, cool. So you can go there. It's in that courtyard next to the AT and T. So uh, that's store. awesome. So it's in that open That'll courtyard. Be a fun spot. Yeah, dude. Beers outside, bro. That's my that's my jam. So dude, the parade is fun. Yeah, it's probably you, one of the coolest routes too. I mean, like right there, Midtown. I, you know, I just, my only gripe is we don't have more of them. I want yeah, more of we them. We need more parades. We need more of them. We're too close to New Orleans to only have one. Downtown needs a crew. Yeah. I'm just saying. Eastside crew. I, I always said instead of the Sacred Heart Crusaders, make it crew desaders. Crew desaders. And then do like a downtown. I mean, I've I've longed, that was my idea. If someone else says it's their idea, it's my idea. Everyone knows it. But yeah. uh, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But that would be really cool, too. I think it's great that people are trying to do more stuff for Mardi Gras. We're too close to New Orleans to not be doing yeah. a ton. And New Orleans is, don't get me wrong, nobody does it better than New Hey-o. Orleans. I love Mardi Gras in New Orleans. But if you can't make it down there, yeah, Saturday, the, I think the parade rolls at 4. Um, but go check it out at Southern Bank Court Bank and... Uh, yeah, just hang out, man. They're doing some. They're an interesting bank too. So, that, well, I can't wait to find out more about that. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm always look. I'm all. You know, I'm a big finance guy. Huge into numbers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love to it. crunch them. I take the numbers and I just. Bro, I had to take the pen out of your ear before we started shooting. Exactly. You're, and the green visor, I had to take yeah. it. I had to say no, Jamie. Yeah. People aren't ready to know and how good you are at numbers. They also need to know that I had an abacus up here, but you said <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't vibe well. I just no, you I didn't. Said, you said it wouldn't. It it it's, I didn't it's say, not good for the it's not the good for the look of the show. I didn't say that. I said you just have a calculator on your phone. No, we, that's what I no, said. I have Why a, do you have an abacus if you <laughs> yeah. have a calculator on? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get. <laughs> Well, yeah, this who, could get heated. Who do we have on? We actually went to Longleaf Piney Resort. We did. That was so much fun. We got to see the Shangri La House. Yeah. Um, we actually have the full video to show you right now. You can also click the link in the description below to go to Longleaf Piney Resort. They have their own YouTube channel. Yes. It's mostly us right now, which we're ex- very excited about. Hey. But uh, go support that if you you know like yeah. us. Now to us at Longleaf Piney Resort. Hottest Street Boys is the Hottest Street Boys.
Here we are again. This is Shangri-La at the Longleaf Piney Resort. Super excited to be here. Let's get inside. Uh -huh. Here, look, you get a lounge, I get a lounge. I'm into this. I love this. I like, well, and then the TV's right in front of us too. I love so. the pop of color. Super bright. The decor is so amazing in oh, every man. single one of these houses. Look at this light fixture. Whoa. Yeah. I just I just feel such real feelings about my own decorating sense because this is killing, bro. I'm telling you. And then look, over here you have all your storage. Okay. Ah, big shelves. Some pillows, extra cushions. Yeah. This is nice. This is nice. TV right over here. So we can watch the watch the game. Oh, look at these countertops, bro! Look at this fridge. I love that fridge. Bright it's red. Retro. This is like, what are we? Back to the Future? McFly! Oh man, the little red microwave. Little red microwavey. This is so cool. I love these countertops. Man, hood little, vent. Little hell, yeah, I was gonna say. Watch out on the microwave now. Yeah. Got a nice spacious sink, nice faucet. Water works, bro. Whoa. We're not kidding. Like, the water works. The faucets are functional, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, just, uh, just loving this. All right, little dish rack. Look at all the storage. All the stuff. People love the storage in a tiny home, you know? Yeah, you gotta have it. You gotta have it. Well, because you think, like, there's no room to put anything anywhere. They even put a pop of color in there. Bro. It's killer. I love this. Uh, it's the, it's the little things, you know? It's the little things. Oh, check this bathroom out. This is spacious, man. Check me out. Jamie is 6'4", by the way. Fit in here. Is that not wild? Look at me. So fresh and so clean. Cool sink. Another decorative towel. How nifty. I want to see upstairs. How nifty. Yeah, let's, get, let's go see what the bungalow is looking like. Oh man, check this out. You got your storage in your stairs. So you can put all kinds of stuff right here. Oh, more shelves upstairs too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Bro, this is, maybe this is uh, that spark you need. A little bit of spice. Just on the outside of town. A little bit of, you know what I mean? A little bit of flavor. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, but hey. <laughs> It just seems fun. Man, this is a great spot. Love the pillows, love the decor. Yeah. Jamie, let's check out our campground, man. All right, cool. Well, man, I think Shangri-La is pretty cool. I do too. The decorating, that's the brightest. I love the pop of color. It's got the most color, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, well you already know. Book your stay if you haven't already. Longleaf Piney Resort. Check them out. All, all social media platforms. 
And uh, yeah, back to us. Well, there you go. That was us. Yeah. Thank but, you, us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's getting getting meta, dude. It's yeah. getting weird. But uh, I'm excited about our guest this week, RJ Townsend of Champion Over Everything podcast. Yeah. We have never- Another podcast? Yes. But we don't have beef with this podcast. Oh. It's not like the Everything podcast is Okay beef. podcast. This is- We're actually very supportive. Um, ha- never met him before. Really excited about meeting him on the show and excited about the conversations we might kind of get into- uh, so I think it's time to bring on R.J. Townsend of Champion Over Everything Podcast. Wow. Thanks, Jamie. We're here with RJ Townsend of Champion Over Everything. RJ, how are you today? Man, I'm doing great, Drew. How are you, Jamie? Man. Good to see you. Yeah, nice meet. Yeah, we get to meet each other. Yeah, I know, Finally. right? Excited. I love the uh, the reference to Outcast on the intro. Okay. We caught that. Nice, nice. Well, RJ. Uh, First of all, first things first. Yeah. You have a podcast, mm-hmm. but let's talk about this belt. Yeah. All your right. your belt, we have a belt, you know, this was made by my students and and we love it and there's no knock on them, but you have taken it to a whole nother level. So how'd you get the belt and uh and what makes you a champion? Man, so the belt was actually all my wife's doing. Yeah? Yeah. Uh so the image itself was created by my wife. Um, and for Christmas this past year, I'm a big wrestling fan, but for Christmas this past year, uh, she got got me the belt. My brother-in-law, I want to say around August, we had a conversation. He was like, you can't have a podcast named Champion Over Everything and you have no belt. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea that she was going to get a belt. So, mm-hmm. man, Christmas Day, I, I was like a little kid in the candy <laughs> shop, like pulling it out of the box, like, oh, my gosh, I got a belt. Uh, but, yeah, man, the champion side of it is just – Retraining my thought process mm. to say, you know, sometimes you got to kind of lie to yourself. I know that sounds bad, but I am a champion in order to change your, your situation, in order to speak to your situation and speak life into it. So mm. that's how champion over everything came to be just a little bit, just turning the negatives around and speaking positive words into my life. Man, that's so huge, especially over the last two years. It's not been... Hadn't been the most fun two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with the pandemic and um, I'm in education, having a transition from being inside of the classroom to fully online, having kids that's dealing with COVID because of their peers. Man, it's been crazy for the last two years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where do, Where do you teach? Pearl River Community College. Okay. Yep. Yeah. What do you t- What do you teach? I'm a business instructor. Nice. So, yeah, I've been down there since 2019. Yeah. Wow, that's my alma mater. Yeah, yeah. I'm a wildcat. That's it. Everyone knows it. Wildcats never quit. That's right. <laughs> well, okay, so that that's yeah. Being in education is I teach percussion at Sacred Heart, and okay. it's uh, it's not as uh, you know, it's an elective. It's not not a required class. I was watching your latest episode with Jared Wood. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, English teacher at Harrisburg High. Has to teach every like everybody's got to take English. Yes, um, that guy had to be under some serious pressure, man. You know? And the crazy thing about him, he has so much more going on. Um, 
he does lives on Instagram mm-hmm. on Sundays, and he's in in college right now for his PhD. And Jeez. man, uh, so many different platforms that he's been on lately. So yeah, I gotta give him his roses because mm-hmm. all that going on, it's a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. Is that something you feel like you get to do with your show? Is you know give. I th- I think I saw you post give give people their roses while they're here. Yeah, you know, yeah, is that's, that something that's important to you in the show? And and how do you do that on the show? So I mean, mainly is in who I invite. You know, seeing mm-hmm. people that are doing different things um, in various industries, and then bringing them on to highlight what they're doing. Because uh, a lot of times the people that we bring on, people don't know what they're doing, and it's very important to move things forward in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, just praising them. Highlighting what they're doing, uh, putting out the content to say, look, this person is somebody who needs to be on your radar. Mm, mm. Who is somebody that uh, you you think you put kind of on the radar um, of, of like your audience uh, that that really wasn't, I guess, wasn't really well known? Like, who who do you think you gave the biggest bump to, ah. or somebody like you were really surprised people didn't know about as much as you thought they should? All right, so as far as who probably had the biggest bump, I'm going to say Sid Rogers with Smoking Charlie Barbecue. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't know about Smoking Charlie Barbecue, and it's great barbecue. Mm. And uh, he's mobile on Fridays, but he's set up in front of Shoe Station, no, Shoe Carnival on Saturdays. So, I mean, that's that would probably be one of the biggest ones. And he was an earlier um, interview. Okay. Like, he was one of my first in- interviews for Small Business. Right. Um, so... Who else has this really had a big impact? Uh, man, Tony Romanick. Uh, that was one of my most recent ones, and he's big right now in economic development right. and economic empowerment. And like that interview, yeah, that was that's powerful. That's right. powerful. Start teaching people about finances, and he's been in schools lately, mm. um, teaching you our youth, our sixth graders, um, about economic empowerment. So yeah. That's that's big, especially like at a young age where, you know, there's some things that are taught in school. I mean, I see the meme all the time, like get rid of algebra and start talking about how to balance a checkbook. Yes. Like what your what your credit should look like, what all these things like all these things that we have to have to survive in modern society. But for some reason, nobody tells us like it's just like you usually find out from like a relative or it's almost like this open secret yeah 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 <laughs> but it's like the, what our society is stands on so i mean is that something you kind of run into with with your your guests where like maybe maybe uh they tell you something that like we need to learn this or we need to know about this and uh it's just something that nobody really talks about most definitely. Um, and I specifically say in the African-American community, you know, with financial literacy, you know, growing up, even for me, my mom used to say, don't get a credit card, but never broke down the steps. Why? Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, fresh when I was in college, now as I look back, okay, well, this is why mom meant don't get a credit card because I'm in college. I don't have a job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run into debt. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, like I mentioned, Tony having people like that who come on the show to educate the why behind, you know, the reason. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, a lot of our guests, they come on, you know, why, like Jared Woods, why is reading important? Um, you know, uh, I have an upcoming episode with Felicia Johnson who talks about leadership and why is being a follower first more important than stepping out trying to be a leader. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, 
Yeah, man, that's huge. And what you're doing, you know, from the stuff that I've seen, the Jared Wood episode, it's the most recent one on your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was really powerful, like what he said about, uh, you know, you don't want somebody to learn something, put it in a book Mm -hmm. or like any, and then it, this is hard to talk about, man, for for me as, as a white male, like we got some issues in this country, you know? Yeah. But this, I think it's really important that we talk about it because I feel, I feel, I don't know, woke feels like a gross descriptor, but like, I feel like I'm aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But the fact that his handle is a black man reading was like jarring to me. Really? Why is it? Yeah. Cause like, why should that matter? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. To, because I'm, dude, I'm oblivious to a lot of things. Yeah. And this is my point. Like, this is why I'm really excited that you're here is like, let's get together and kind of talk. Like when you talked with him what was the biggest takeaway you had from from that conversation as far as uh, reading and how mm-hmm. it's important to youth and how like race can can is important at all? You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's a big deal, but it's something we don't we get we get scared about. Yeah. Um, so I would say the biggest takeaway as we grew up, we always heard if you want to keep something from a black man or a black woman, put it into a book. Because oftentimes the community will not go out and read. So with Jared having a highlight on being a bibliophile, mm-hmm. like he's reading all the time, but he's sharing, like he's created different communities in which we realize like it's more people that's out here actually reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he kind of came up with the name of black man reading to go against that stereotype that we, we actually are out here reading. Mm-hmm. And it's for education. It's for um awareness is for being able to move the culture forward yeah it's not and that's the other thing is like i just didn't think it would be necessary to tell people that a black man's reading yeah you know what i mean like the fact that that still is like i don't know i don't know who it's it must be real you know if you if if you if you feel strongly enough to have to to say that but man it's it's wild i think it's really cool that uh that's in Hattiesburg, though. Yeah, it's, it's right here in Hattiesburg. Um, and, you know, like you said, he's an English instructor at Hattiesburg High. And you got, it's a lot of people that are doing amazing things that we mm-hmm. don't even know about. Like, even, you know, we were talking about our podcast. We, we, <laughs> we've been doing it for almost the same amount of time. I got right. mutual friends that know you. And right. I told them, like, man, I'm going on the Hard Street Boys podcast. Like, oh, Drew, Jamie, I know them. I'm like, right. for real? Like, why you never mentioning it? It's crazy. Right, right. We're about, meeting today. Today is our first time spending <laughs> yeah. time together. Yeah. But we got a lot of mutual friends mm-hmm. who support you all's platform and mine. And yeah. just to kind of know now, like, wow, this morning is just me out here doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. We may do it differently, but the goal is still t- the same, right? To educate, to have fun. So, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm just, yeah. We are, too. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's great having you on. Having you on. And, and that's the biggest thing. We, we talked about this before. Like, uh, you know, we got to spend more time together. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not like uh, it's not like a intentional ignorance for yeah. me. Like, not yeah. knowing. It's just, I just don't know. You don't know what you about, don't know. And that's what's so cool about these platforms. And, and it's great that we have different shows. Yeah. Because you find out so much from each other. Yeah. You know, and that you can just produce a show without a production company and just put it out there and go, hey, Hattiesburg is cool. Like, yeah. there's stuff happening. There's there's really inspirational people doing cool things. And, uh, yeah, and you're one of those for sure. So, champion over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in business, uh, in culture, in society, 
What do you think are like your top three things that you have to become a champion over? So you said top three, but I'm going to say the way it was presented to me, and I didn't even realize I was doing this, when I started champion over everything, I was using a bunch of elves. (laughs) <laughs> so okay. a buddy of mine was like, you really trying to elf some stuff up. So faith, family, and finances would definitely be the top three. Okay. Because those are the top three most valuable things right now to me. Okay. Yeah. In that order? In that order. Faith, family, and finances. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do you so faith, is it something you feel like is it is it church? Is it practice? Is it praying outside of church, outside of an organization? Like what is uh what's the best way for you? To stay engaged in a from a, a faith perspective. So for faith for me is, you know, my own personal time with God, you know, mm-hmm. reading, meditating, and then spending that prayer time with my family. And that's how it kind of transitions over. Uh, but definitely being involved in, in my local church. I go to Grace Temple. Um, you know, I have an event that we're gonna do later today. But just getting engaged and being able to serve others. Mm-hmm. That's where that faith uh kind of comes in for me. Um, I grew up in the Mississippi Delta, and church was a big thing for us. You know, we had prayer service on Wednesdays, Sunday you in church pretty much all day. Then um, you had choir rehearsals, so you had all this time that you're spending in church. But as I got older, learning more than just the organizational aspects of faith and really learning the principles of faith. Mm. So, yeah. And that's and so how does that segue into your family life? So you're married. Do you have you have kids? Yes, I am married. Eleven years. Um, two daughters, ten and, and ten and three. My youngest will be four next month. And um, you know, having that strong family structure that's displayed in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then bringing that over into our household to make sure that my daughters know that. The world is just bigger than just us every single day. Mm-hmm. And we're, we were created to be in relationship with other people. Mm. Uh, so teaching them that. And uh, my wife, you know, comes from a Christian background as well, um, growing up in the church. So, and, you know, that all ties together and then using those principles to go over to finance. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about tithing in the Bible, but there are other principles that's within the Bible that – a lot of people just don't know. You know, mm. mo- most people say, well, money is the root of all evil. No, it says the root or the love of money is the root of all evil, mm. the love. So if you're putting money over your family, over your faith, you kind of on a slippery slope there. Well, and that's why it has to be in that order yeah. so that you can focus on finances without it, like, consuming you because that's, exactly. it's tough. Like, I feel the same way kind of with social media, the way I think some people get into the stock market where it's just addictive. It's that dopamine rush. Yeah. I want to check it all the time. Yeah. And did I did I hit it big? Did I hit it big? You know, so uh, I'm not – I should be doing it with stocks. But, yeah, <laughs> but you yeah, know, yeah. You know, but uh, that's uh, that's really cool that you can, you know, use all those things. It's, it's one of those, like, you either have all – all three, mm-hmm. or you don't have any of them. Yeah. You yeah. know, it very much is all or nothing. So uh, what's like the, I don't know, the the craziest thing you've learned through doing a podcast, right? Because it's a ton of, we say that, I feel like I say it too much. It's a lot of work to, it do, is. to put that out and to, uh, that's a lot of time. So a guy with two kids, a wife, yeah. full-time job, you know, how's, yeah. how's, what have you learned in this like kind of side, it's side project, but it's also not on the side. Right, you know I mean? right. So the craziest thing that I've learned is I always be prepared. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, I've done a show to where I recorded a whole entire show. So, so I thought, never hit the record button. Yeah. Or 
had, had a camera set up recording and halfway through the camera just died. I remember uh We've done that. We've done yeah, that as well. We uh I was doing so our tenth anniversary, my wife and I, we were doing a, a a recording just celebrating our marriage and we were outside, like this is September. We're outside recording and the whole computer overheats mm-hmm. and it takes away my audio. Luckily, I had the camera backed up. So for me, man, doing a podcast, you got to have a backup system. Mm-hmm. Have more than one camera running. Um, if you're going to record audio, have two platforms where you can set up to record your audio. That way you're prepared for anything that may happen. Yeah, Internet has gone out um, when I'm recording via Zoom with guests. That's a big pain point. Yeah. Um, I've had to quickly think, all right, so my home Internet is gone out. What do I do? Oh, let me use my hotspot on my phone. Because yeah. your time is valuable. I don't want to waste your time just mm-hmm. because of a technical issue on my end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You feel terrible when it happens. Yeah. It's not my fault, but it kind of is. Like, yeah. I'm the one. Yeah. Yeah. You do a lot of Zoom interviews. That's tough. I've done that with the, the school podcast that I, I started. And it, we did that at the beginning. Yeah. And it was like a huge learning curve, like going, okay, so I got to figure out how to edit all this. But then yes. while filming... And then also be engaging into a camera, not face-to-face. Because face-to-face is like, yeah. that's like you said, you're supposed to interact with the world and people. Yeah. You know, so this is much easier than on Most Zoom. Different. What's the biggest challenge when you're doing Zoom interviews? How do you keep it fresh and interesting? So I, I have like a pre-list of questions. Um, a lot of times I will send it to my guest. But it's just a baseline because we still want it to be as organic as possible. Mm-hmm. But I still have those questions. You don't see it behind the scenes, but I have my questions right on my phone mm. to where I can kind of slip up just a little bit. You can't tell I'm moving up on camera just to kind of keep things going um, the way that they should be. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times as my guests are responding, they've already gone through the questions I have on my phone. Mm. So now it's just those trigger points to kind of chase the rabbit, so to say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's cool. Well, you do you do a great job and uh, really enjoyed enjoyed watching and, and really excited to see, uh, you know, what you got coming up. Maybe yeah. maybe some maybe some stuff with us, too. And uh, so what do you what do you have coming up that you can kind of tease or what are your plans for the Champion of Everything podcast in the future? Got you. Um, so for the month of March, you know, March is Women's History Month. So we're going to do a Women's Her Story Month. Mm. Uh, so we're going to we have uh, Miss Felicia Johnson on to talk about her book, Follow uh, Like a Leader. Um, we're going to have Carissa Mahan. She uh, works with Kamali uh, Studios in which she does photography, but she has her own small business called Yummy Secrets mm-hmm. uh, for skincare. So those are two of my guests. I'm going to have my wife to talk about what she does with mentoring um, because she's a school counselor and she is starting her own mentorship program. Um, Has started it at the school, but she's going to branch out. And then by the end of March, I want to have a panel of just women that have made an abundance of uh, strides in the community to where they come on and do a panel discussion. My wife doesn't know it, so I'm putting her on the spot. Uh-oh. As she listens to it, she is actually <laughs> going to be the one doing the interviews for that particular episode. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but long-term monetization, I was inspired by you guys because I saw y'all on um, Patreon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've heard about Patreon. I hadn't t- taken a deep dive to learn about it. So I went ahead and created a Patreon account. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be big, but, uh, monetization because what I earn, I want to be able to give that back, mm-hmm. um, to one of the community, uh, pro- uh, programs I'm a part of life support cares, 
I'm a board member on there, and they help the homeless. They help uh, less fortunate families. So I want to be able to use some of that money to give back to them so they can keep doing what they're doing. And so is there a way that if somebody wanted to support Life Support Cares, do they have a way to give online or anything or website? Yeah. Um, I don't know the exact the full tagline for Life Support Cares, but if you're on Instagram or Facebook, you can uh, follow Life Support Cares. Okay. You can get in contact with me, championofeverything at gmail.com, and uh, we'll you know, shift some of that money over as well. They do have a PayPal account set up as well. Cool. Well, we'll put we'll get the link and put it in the description yeah. uh, so that people can support that too. And to check out your Patreon. Patreon's funny, man. Like, I think a lot of people don't really get it yet. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's like, no, this is a... Uh, and, it, you know, it's one of those, you want people to enjoy the show. Right. And you don't want to remind them, like, hey, we got to, like, <laughs> we're putting this up ourselves, man. Like, yeah. please help us. Like, yeah, a yeah. a ton of work, yeah. you know. So, man, I, it's really cool to sit down with you, and uh, and it's cool to, like, get to hang out with somebody else who's doing what. Sometimes it's cool to have a buddy. You know, me and Jamie are, you know, partners doing this, so you can talk yeah. to somebody about it, but... I don't know, man. It's cool to talk to somebody else who's doing the same type of thing because you understand the same yeah. like struggles or challenges, but then also some of the same rewards that you have doing something like this. Most definitely. So it's really cool, man. Really want uh, people to check your st- your show out and uh, looking forward to all the stuff you have coming up. Yes, uh, Champion Over Everything podcast. You can listen on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify. You can watch on YouTube. Mm-hmm. All those links are in the description below. And if you don't support us on Patreon, Support RJ on Patreon. Yeah. The link, everything's below. Man, this has been great sitting down with you and, Likewise. and taking the time, man. Likewise. We got to talk about this, Drew, before we leave, man. What uh, you got? We didn't know what we were doing. No. Yeah, yeah. And the, the crazy thing, it was a buddy of mine, um, Joe Paul Graves. I went bike riding with him one day. He was like, man, uh, you used to link up with the Hardy Street Boys. I'm like, okay. And it just was kind of something he said and rolled off my back. And then y'all posted a video um, this was shortly after Nick's Ice House burned down. Mm. And uh, y'all posted something. He was like, y'all need to do a collaboration. So that's what put me, well, put you guys on my radar. Yeah. And I was like, man, he, like the intro is just stuck in my head. The intro, when I watch y'all <laughs> out, I'm thinking back to the old school Hardy Boys uh, books <laughs> of the mysteries and all yeah. that. And I love what you guys have been doing, oh, man. man. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's um, awesome. Shout so, yeah, out to JPG been, for hooking yeah, it up. Man. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. So, man. yeah, man, I love it. Man, we, we love having you, and uh, we love having you in Hattiesburg, man. It's, yes, sir. It's good. Keep going. Don't stop. Uh, Jamie, you mind playing us out? I don't mind at all. Yeah. Champion over everything. There's a champion inside of us all. <laughs> That's all the F's. <laughs> Faith. Family. Finance. Got it right. Those are three things that start with the letter F. <laughs> Champion over everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. RJ, thanks. Hey, we we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Over everything. Champion over everything. <laughs>